All right. Did anyone celebrate Advent growing up in their tradition? I didn't. I grew up Christian, and we really never did Advent. We knew of it and meant, knew that it meant that Jesus was coming and being born at Christmas, but we didn't do the, um, the candles growing up, so that was not part of our tradition. The chocolate? Chocolate Advent? Every day you get another piece of chocolate? No. But we're going to go to Costco this afternoon and continue our Advent celebrations. Worship Jesus with chocolate. Oh, they have different themed ones. I think I saw a Harry Potter one. Yeah. Fun. We should probably get the Harry Potter one. I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> Advent means that something is coming. It means arrival. For Game of Thrones, winter is coming. For us, Christmas is coming. Advent comes from the Latin word advenir, which means to arrive. Or the Latin word adventurus, which means about to happen. It's where we get our word adventure. Something exciting is about to happen. Something new and different is about to happen. And in the ancient world, that word was used when a king would win a military victory. The king would enter into his city and do kind of a victory lap with the whole military and the whole army. And they would call it the king, advenir, the king is coming. And with that parade meant a display of that king's rule and power and sovereignty over that kingdom and that city and the world. So I am awaiting the advent of the new Star Wars coming out, right? This at the end of the month. Kids are awaiting, and adults, the advent of Santa Claus. And our, our readings in Isaiah speak of an advent of hope an advent of restoration, the coming of um, rebuilding what had been destroyed and hurt and lost. As Rohr said, it's not some desperate plea for uh, change, that this advent of hope for us is something uh, for the whole universe. It is something exciting. It is something that will begin a restoration process for the whole world for all of creation and the advent candles are this way to chart time so the ancient europeans would light the candles to chart um, how much longer until the sun winter solstice when the darkness would be over and i remember listening to a band when i was growing up in my parents car chicago did anyone listen to chicago 1969 they wrote a song does anybody know what time it is Chicago's question is worth noting as we head into Advent because it's kind of a time of, uh, gosh, political unrest, a lot of social unrest in our country. And so in Chicago, I forgot about that gif. <laughs> Advent means going on an adventure, something exciting's happening. Chicago, does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? If so I can't imagine why we've all got time enough to cry. The writer of this song asked someone, I think it was uh, someone in a hotel, you know, hey, you know what time it is? And the guy responds, does anybody really know what time it is? Because everyone was just go, 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 go in their lives and routines during Christmas. Nobody was really paying attention. 
And if that was true in 1969, how much more true is that today with our phones and our technology and our busyness? We are so stuck in our routines that we don't even know what time it is. We don't even know what's going on around us. We, maybe sometimes I miss out on what God is doing in the world around me. God is breaking into the world all around us, and we're not always paying attention to it. Another word for Advent that I like is awake. Aware. Those are good A words for Advent. Are we awake and aware to what God is doing in the world around us in our lives? Isaiah has this bold proclamation for the people who had been exiled, whose homes had been destroyed. And it was this impossible idea that must have seemed impossible to them that their city that was all but destroyed would someday be this central hub for the whole world that all people could gather and experience. This mess of ruins of our lives will become and be rebuilt and become a symbol of hope and restoration and peace for everyone. Strangers, Isaiah said, will come to this holy city and they will find a home. Refugees will come to this holy city and find a home. They will belong. The world's leaders will beat their swords, will beat their uh, atomic weapons into plowshares and pruning hooks. And we will stand next to our enemies in the world and we'll garden with them. We'll say, hey, can you hand me that shovel? Hey, can you pour some dirt over here? Can you imagine all people of the world putting aside our differences and rebuilding something, rebuilding our world, our homes, our societies, our governments, our schools, our economies, rebuilding them to where they represent peace and hope for the world. What a powerful message. And Jesus continued that. 700 years later, when he said the bold thing, love your enemies, do good to those who hurt you, because only then will we begin the process of restoration and rebuilding and hope. Paul asks the question to the Christians who are living in Rome, do you know what time it is? And this is what Paul said, make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-by-day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off, oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn, the advent of dawn is about to break. So be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on salvation work he began when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence and sleeping around and dissipation and bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Hashtag Black Friday. Shopping. Get out of bed and get dressed, Paul says. Don't loiter and linger waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Something is coming. There is something God is doing all around us that we need to wake up and pay attention to. Don't get stuck in your day-to-day routines of life. God is doing something all around you. A couple years ago, a photographer caught a 
picture of the humpback whale with her calf. And humpback whales can be 40 to 60 feet long. The calves are 15 feet. And this humpback whale and her calf pulled up right next to a boat. And this photographer got some awesome shots of this whale. And after he was looking through the pictures and editing them, he noticed something interesting, is that somebody was on the boat on his phone, and he had no idea that there was a whale right next to him. He never looked up once and saw the whale. Sometimes we miss what's right in front of us. God is doing something to rebuild and to restore and to bring hope and to bring peace and healing all around us through beauty, laughter, kindness, compassion, love your neighbor as yourself. God is moving and working and doing something and trying to tell you, I'm doing something right here in front of you. Do you see the whale <laughs> that's passing right by you or are you distracted? And we are not waiting for God to come back and fix everything and we just have to hang on for dear life until it happens. That is not the advent of Christ. The advent of Christ is waking up to the realization that we are partnering with God right now to restore, to bring hope, to bring peace to the world. That God is using you to do that. Through every act of kindness and compassion and empathy, through every process of reconciliation and healing and every word of encouragement and every experience of joy and laughter, that is a moment where God says, this is me working to restore the world, to bring my kingdom on earth. It's happening all. I saw online yesterday a great example of this hope. And uh, there's a guy who, terminal illness, he had waited since 1977 to watch episode 9 of Star Wars. And the hospice sent out a tweet to Star Wars and Disney. He said, can you help? We have a patient who's a huge Star Wars fan. Sadly, time is not on his side for the 20th of December when the movie comes out. His wish is to see the final Star Wars film with his young son. If you know anybody who might be able to make it happen, please share with them. Thank you. Disney got word of that. So this morning, a very nice man named Jonathan from Disney turned up at our hospice with a laptop that had a very important movie on it. And our amazing patient has now seen Star Wars rise as Skywalker with his son. First person. <laughs> Is it a bird? First person to see that outside. The actors of the movie have not even seen the movie yet. And they flew to show him the movie so he could have that experience with his son. So our patient wanted us to let you know, I just want to say the biggest thank you to everyone that has helped to make this happen. During what is just a horrible situation to be in, you have helped to make some wonderful memories and bring some joy to my family. I would not live till December 20th. Disney brought a little bit of hope to his family to create some meaningful memories the last moments of his life. That is God moving to bring restoration and wholeness and healing to the world. We are not waiting for some miraculous return where God fixes everything 
and we're just trying to survive, like the Left Behind series. These are moments where God is restoring the world, bringing wholeness and healing. And we participate in those moments when we choose to do things that bring hope and healing and peace. That is the advent of Christ. The advent of Christmas is an awareness of our participation in bringing hope and peace to the world, bringing God's kingdom to earth. And so every time we take communion is an, an opportunity to wake up, to become more aware. I'm going to make a great dad, right? Become more aware that Christ is in us now. That God, Christ, through us, is bringing healing and wholeness. Because when we take the bread and the juice and we eat it and we drink it, we remember that Christ is inside of us, does live in us and flow through us through our actions, through our words, through our thoughts. So every day may we wake up with a gratitude for life and an awareness that God is in me and working through me today. God, what will you do today through me, through my words, through my actions to bring healing and wholeness and hope to people who need it today? Sometimes... The world does seem kind of bleak and hopeless. But we are and will be a people who has every reason to hope. Because the darkness, the violence, the pain, the trauma, the depression, the anxiety, they do not have the last word in our lives and in this world. Peace and love will win in the end. When we think of Christ, when we lean on him, his teachings, that is what we are reminded of. So may you be a people, a person of hope as you go out and live through this week and every interaction you have with people to bring hope to the situation. In Christ's name, amen. Go in peace. Merry Christmas.